Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So we came mighty close to having a sleepover. Crash, boom, bow, bang. Yeah. Yeah, because I had a blackout. And and, I didn't. <laughs> and and to not, you know, had the power not come on during the day today, we would have come over here, my whole family. Sleepover. Sleepover time. Well, I never really knew August to be uh, the month of weird weather, but here we are. Yeah, I guess it's a new thing. Yeah. Well, August is, is a month of, of other stuff as well. But before we get to that, uh, who are you? Me, Kate. Mm, me, Betsy. The end. That's it. That's all. <laughs> that's all we got. Yep. It's kind of. Oh no no no! Why why are we here? Uh, me read book mm-hmm. on podcast. Yes. Yes. We rate book. We yes. We, we move rate. on. We, we rate. <laughs> we read. We rate. We wrote. Rooted. It's like the three R's, right? <laughs> we reading, writing, and we we arithmetic. Uh, what? Ah. <laughs> Because, uh, yes, this is Fuse, Aiden, Kate, and we uh, go through picture books and determine if they should be classics or not. Now, August is apparently the month of big, hyper-scary storms, but it is also the month that my children will be going back to school. Congratulations. Thank you. It's not really that big a deal. They've been going to summer camp every day for about the same amount of time. So, but... I don't have to pay for school. That's true. So that is that is a distinct <laughs> advantage, I must say. Yes. Uh, also, we don't have to drop them off. We have school buses and things like that that they, they get lost on consistently. But for today's book, so you had requested a first day of school book. Yep. And I was 98% certain we already did the kissing hand with the raccoon and the hand. Sure. We'll look it up. Um <laughs> We've been doing this for years. But when I think of first day of school books, there is one other that comes to mind that is relatively old. Um, I wasn't sure if it was old enough. So I looked it up and it came out in the year 2000. Oh, nice. Which sort of falls within our 20 year purview there. So, yay! I will pull it out of my bag right now. Okay. First Day Jitters by Julie Danberg. Dan, I think there's another. No, you're right. It's not Danenberg. It's Danberg. Danberg. Illustrated by Judy Love. Judy Love. Illustrated by Judy Love. That's how you have to say her name. Is it? By law. And by law, you need to now read this book. Okay. Go read this book. While Kate does her read, let's uh, learn a little more about this first day jitters situation the fact of the matter is it is sometimes very difficult to find information on books that are popular in schools and popular with teachers and not literary award winners not books that have garnered the 
approbation of the powers that be that give the great pig awards. The fact of the matter, I, I couldn't find a ton of information about this book, but I, I was able to find a couple things. Now, uh, Julie Danberg uh, is a retired teacher. Uh, she has uh, written many books. She's written nonfiction books. She's written picture books, all sorts of things. And in 2007, and I did think this was a neat little fact, over 500 teachers and librarians across the country from Maine to Maui and all the points in between, they joined together to read first day jitters on the first day of school. And there were first day assemblies and, and classroom readings and discussions and even a, a few mayors who made the time to read with their students. And uh, yeah, so basically this, this book, this book is still a very big hit. Let's see if we can figure out why. So you're back. Yes. Hello. Hi. Did you see the M. Night Shyamalan-esque I twist? didn't. It, you did not? No. Eh. I was like, oh, yeah, we're not there right. yet, though. Okay, let's, I'm sorry. I already gave away that there was a twist. Yeah, let's start, let's start from the beginning right. with, with the title page. Or even the cover itself mm-hmm. has the first day of school listed as sep- Wednesday, September 8th. Where on earth would that be? I mean, well, it's not that that is true. There are some places where they begin after Labor Day because it doesn't make sense for them to do it before Labor Day, and then immediately the kids get a vacation. That's how it always was. You did it before Labor Day, then you get Labor Day off, and then you come right back. But I, I back do know, in my day, when we did it, well, that's what they do here. But uh, I think it's a Midwest thing. I think it's a Midwest thing. I I know for a fact that they're. I think in New York, even the kids went. Oh, right. All the New Yorkers are going to like write in and be like, how dare you, madam? <laughs> we are children go back to school. But this ju- is June 7th. But like, this yeah. is, you know, Labor Day is a Monday. Yeah. Then there's a Tuesday of nothing. And then they start Wednesday. I just thought that was a bit odd. Yeah. But not as odd as the cover page, which has a lunchbox featuring a school bus on it. That is the lamest no, lunchbox. Man. You'd be the coolest kid. In- well, okay, wait, but who owns that lunchbox? Doesn't it tie into the twist? No. Actually, it doesn't actually. Because no. the it's person just- doesn't even take a school bus to school. That's true. It's- Maybe they just think school buses are cool. But my lunchbox had the Lion King on it. That was cool. My lunchbox had Beatrix Potter characters on it. Really? I was very popular in <laughs> elementary school. It was also like super thin, so you couldn't fit a thermos in it. it there there was so many things wrong with that lunchbox. <laughs> my lunchbox couldn't close, so I'd have to keep my finger on the uh, the part just to keep the two sides together. Oh, yeah. Because the plastic broke. You, broke. Were just, you were just dead. Yeah. Anyway, a school bus is lame on a lunchbox. That's I'm all I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing. It's a terrible thing to put on a lunchbox. Right, so we get to this um, book that I can't remember the name. First Day Jitters. Sure. And then we meet this guy named Mr. Hartwell, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Mr. Hartwell. Mr. Hartwell. Tells uh, Sarah to get out of bed because she doesn't, she shouldn't miss her first day of school. And she's like, I'm not going. And he's like, well, of course you are. And she says something that made me go, hmm? Because she said, I don't want to start over again. 
Which made me think... Well, it's not kindergarten then. Well, I was like, okay, maybe she's an army brat and she's moved mm-hmm. from like school to school to school. That would make a lot of sense. Or maybe she's going from like elementary school to junior high. True. And she doesn't want to mm-hmm. do a new school that way. Yeah, that's true. There's some aspect of this is th- that is starting over. Yeah. Ish. But now I'm like, now that I know the twist ending, I'm like... What happened at the old school? Yeah, I know exactly right. <laughs> I think I think it's just referring to the previous years, that class. But yeah, okay. Because you know you have to start in a new class with you know other kids and stuff like that. Well, definitely this this bedroom looks like it could belong to an adult. I mean, you've got like a book, you've got glasses, you've got a robe, you've got two pillows and on the bed. And you have nothing under the bed. Let me just point that out. Under that bed, you could eat off of that. It is so <laughs> clean and pristine. I am envious of the under the, the Marie Kondoing of the under <laughs> of that bed. Yeah. <laughs> nothing brought them joy, and so they tossed it all <laughs> Everything out. Everything was tossed out. But then it, <laughs> this is what I thought was interesting was that, you know, it's it's a idea of what the kids would look like in school and you know he's you know mr hartwell's like well you've never been to school you know just think of all the friends you're gonna meet there and i looked at this picture and i went holy crap um that could be me and that could be the penguinologist (laughs) apparently we were in the same class oh that's adorable though i never had my hair in pigtails but i had the dimples so oh yeah no 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 that that could well be you Anyway, I just thought that was How super creepy. <laughs> super creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, he, he's saying, well, what's going to happen? You know, I told everyone that you're going to be there. What's going to happen if you don't show up? And she's like, everyone's going to be thinking that I'm very lucky to stay at home in bed. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> well, he's not having it. He's not having it. Yeah. Well, that's because he wears a sweater vest. And then he says, Sarah Jane Hartwell. And which I'm like. Okay, so then why didn't they just call him like father? Mm. If they're unless maybe it's an uncle, like I think, I've, have, seen, I think I've seen parents like referred to as Mister or or was it nineteen forty five? Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, if this was came out in two thousand, you don't need to do the formalities, right? It, it just I don't know. No, I always called my father Mister Ramsey. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it just seemed very. Mm, yes so your antenna was up you were like a bit mm-hmm. yeah the pieces don't fit together i was like is this like a butler like what's going what's, what's going, going on? on okay um, if it's a butler then i don't know i will have words with the staff i don't know but eventually she gets out of bed she fumbles into her clothes in which i'm like why is she wearing a slip that's weird okay yeah, that's a dead giveaway right there now is though it, it could have just been a skirt I mean, where do you maybe, well, we can answer that easily by turning the page and seeing what is being worn on the lower half. Well, it's, it's definitely a different color skirt. Yeah. Which this, okay, there's an illustration of her carrying the cat, getting into the kitchen where Mr. Hartwell is. And (laughs) I believe you recreated this exact same outfit um, back when you were, what, 13? Yes, I did. The plaid skirt, the, the purple, purple sweater. sweater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we should do a side-by-side comparison Yeah, you know, you're Instagram. right. I'll pull it out, but I would like to know my hair was better. 
Because <laughs> yeah. it looks oh. like a lawnmower went over the back of her head. Well, yeah, she definitely has on? very short hair. But I saw this and I was like, ooh, I want to do a side-by-side comparison okay. of like, All right, we will, we who will wore do. it better, Sarah Jane Hartwell or Betsy Ramsey, it's age not 14. Even, it's not even fair because she gets to hold a cat. So right there, you automatically get the, the cat leg up. That's true. Yeah. And actually, her outfit changes at the end of the story. Oh, interesting. But by the way, do you notice how like the illustrator is bending over backwards to have to you not, not show her face or show her whole body? But yeah, her face in particular. It's yeah. strange. Yeah. The entire time, I'm like, let me see her. What is wrong with her? Is she so deformed? <laughs> just, is she an it's, alien? It's like that it's, Twilight Zone episode where like she's the only beautiful one and everyone else is pigs. Yeah. It's very. It, it definitely made me go wait yeah. wait what? okay first there's a mr hartwell then we can't <laughs> see her face then she has a picture of a school bus on a lunchbox mm-hmm. yet he drives her to school well it could be very far and he has to work farther i mean she, maybe that makes sense i don't know she doesn't take the bus she doesn't walk she doesn't ride her bike she's, she's hardly even seen i mean you, she's already in the car by that show i mean she's this is privilege right here when oh yeah when you are being driven to work or like well, a queen yeah so she's uh slumped in her chair so far that you can't see her uh through the car windows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yet the principal uh comes out to the car and can see her and she's like oh come on in but in this illustration, there's all these kids out front. Older kids. I don't know, middle like, school. Fifth, fifth graders, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would. I, I mean, mean, obviously, she works in an elementary school, right? I don't know. All right. I it, it, it could be from six, the from the kids we saw in the earlier picture. Those seemed younger than the this crew. Yeah, I mean, this could be like a middle school situation. Mm-hmm. But there is a girl wearing magenta Dutch clogs yes yes and i'm queen. sorry you yes. were like you were like give me, give me give me some of those yeah i mean she's she's a flute player mm-hmm. she's got a sweater vest going yeah, she on does. and she has magenta she's Dutch wearing clogs. her backpack on both shoulders in fact i'm afraid to say this all the kids are no, now no, not okay, all of them there's one not are yeah, you sure no. or can we just not see he's, the no, other he's got both straps okay. over one shoulder because i think this is the most unrealistic image in the entire book because and kids would not okay 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 fine there's two i guys. found two on just right, this page Betsy. fine fine <laughs> anyway what i think is the most unrealistic is the fact that you're inside of a school and there's so many kids wearing hats which is not allowed oh yeah or also what is this newsies like where where did they find kids who would be wearing like kids do not wear hats this often well especially and- when it's still warm out because it's the first day of school yeah what is that's like a newsboy cap right there yeah or like i a, call foul i used to call them taxi driver caps yeah taxi driver traps like they're you know the low slung felt but cap, you yeah. are not well back in my day you weren't allowed to wear hats oh in you most school. certainly were not allowed to wear hats in school and that's that goes way beyond our era that's just that was always the case. And yet I see like four right here. Uh-huh. So, and no one's wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Admittedly, that crush of children, that was my first thought. I was like, put your masks on. Yeah. Nope. They are mask free. I'm sure they're all vaccinated. It's fine. Sure. Sure. And they get in the classroom and I'm looking at all these kids and there's a, a girl taking off a purple jacket. I'm like, oh, is that her? Maybe that's her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The hair's a little weird. That's the, and then she's wearing a different color. No, that's not her. 
what where is this lady mm-hmm. and then you look at uh the the principal comes in the classroom and she says class class please attention uh, I want to introduce you to, <gasps> drum roll please, uh, your new teacher, Mrs. Sarah Jane Hartwell. Ah, and here she's wearing a blazer with a pink shirt, which is not the outfit she so was wearing at home. So maybe she was, you know, when you're like super nervous and you like just keep changing your clothes because you're like, wait, no, I can't wear that because of this. No, I can't wear that. So yeah. Maybe she sweated through her purple sweater that she needed to change because she was just sweating buckets that in the could car, be- <laughs> just drenched. So then she had to like change under her shirt into another shirt, which is a very difficult act to right. do. Yeah, because all those eighth graders were like staring in the windows at that point, And then the principal was coming over and it was like, are you changing your shirt under your shirt? But it made made sense the whole slip thing now because she's wearing yeah, well, a skirt. Yeah, because only a woman Sk- from another era would re- wear exactly. a skirt for but- any reason lose the lunchbox with the school bus on it lady like it is so cute how she's holding it like it's it's like a cute little it's what a kid she, it's like how it's a kid what a kid would, would do with when they were nervously holding their lunchbox yeah. yeah if you notice um from the author page uh that is supposed to be a depiction of you can't tell because it's like kind of a glamour photo for her, but that is the author um because she's a teacher ah. and if you look at other pictures of her it's it's glaringly obvious that the illustrator uh, did try to depict her as the teacher. Aww. Not simply in this book, but in its many, 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 many sequels, uh, including, so this is First Day Jitters, and then there was Big Test Jitters, and there was also Last Day Blues. Hmm. Now, so there you go. Not for the kids. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I have to wonder, like, just based on the evidence from this book, how good a teacher is this? Because... <laughs> She sure does not seem to enjoy her job or want to go to it. I mean, I guess the argument is that she's just scared. Yeah, she's nervous. Has she never done this before? Well, again, it said she did, it, in the very beginning, it said that she didn't want to go to a new school again. She I think said, it was a new, cl- new class of kids again, though. She said, I don't want to start over again. Right. I hate my new school. Oh, it is new school. Yeah. Oh. I hate my new school. What? That's that's a harsh statement, lady. They hired you. Yeah, your kid. This is where your Don't paycheck let the teacher is coming union from. Them. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I hate my new school. I mean. We're all a little grumpy in the morning. I mean, there's but... so, there could be some drama we don't know about, right? Oh, her, that's true. Her ex-husband could be like... The one these... who's not Mr. What Hartwell, was that yeah, his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's the superintendent of the school district. Mm-hmm. He got her the job, uh, you know, in, in there's, there's drama. Quick okay. question, by the way, about Mr. Hartwell. Is he wearing a sweater under a sweater vest? No, it's a button-down oh, shirt. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. And From here at a... this angle, it looked like it was a green sweater under a sweater nope, vest. No, nope, so. just a button-down. I think, I think the most accurate depiction illustration in this entire book is actually on the back of the book. Oh, really? Where it is a dog messing with a cat that's trying to, uh, you know, play the cello. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> trying to take a little bath there. You would uh, you would zero right in. Yeah. Right in on that one. That yeah, but there's no in. cat anus. So it's, well, it's because it's an American book. But it's it's so close. It's so close. You I'm could sure show just the te- anus. If you just turn the cat slightly, I'm, <sighs> sure, you, I'm sure you could find something. That's okay. I looked up the reviews of this book when it first came out, and they were universally positive. Everybody liked it. No one saw the twist coming. And I should say, and I'm not going to name names, 
because I can't remember what the names are, but there have been, there's at least one other first day of school book that stole this concept. Like 100%. It was the exact same thing. It wasn't with humans though. It was with animals, but it was very, and which is much easier to hide. It's much easier to hide the fact that the teacher is in fact, uh, or the student is in fact the teacher if you make them like turtles or something. But even then, when I read it, I was like, come on. I hope they sued. <laughs> it's not even worth it. I mean, what are you going to do? The, the thing is, tons of authors and illustrators try to do a new classic first day of school book every year, every around this season. Because, obviously, uh, if you can get into the hearts and minds of teachers, they will read your book every single year. And in fact, this book has been read every single year in many, many different places. It did go on to win the 2003 Nevada Young Readers Award. Well, it was a nominee. Um, it was a finalist for the 2002 Colorado Children's Book Award, the 2001 Storytelling Award, and the Publisher's Weekly Bestseller List. But that was it. That's all I got. And yet, it kicks around to this day. Ratings time. You go first. Yeah, okay. So here's my thing. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. It's fun. It's, it's, it's a fun, con it's a, it's a quirky little thing. Um, it's like, you know, you are assuming that the kids are not going to get it early. And as you pointed out, there's many a clue dropped along the path that any forward thinking kid is going to like pick up on it and be like, because uh, there's only so much the illustrator can hide because the illustrator is fine. It's not, this is not art that, that appeals to me. I can see how it can appeal to someone else, but this is not my style. Not, and then it's just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a one-off joke. I have a hard time actually imagining that a person would read this. I guess you read it to a new class every year so that they can be surprised themselves, um, is the only thing I can figure. But, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm giving it a strong five of lack of voting. Too, too interesting. Okay. Mm. Here's what I wrote down. I don't hate the illustrations. Mm -hmm. I like the surprise ending. And I like how it can show even adults can get nervous on the first day of school. Right. It is nice. Um, I don't, I said, I don't know if this is a book that you can reread over and over again. Exactly. But I could definitely see this being read to a younger class on the first day of school. Right. It maybe it has one job. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the name. <laughs> no, nor, nor could I. Even like bringing it here, I was like, well, what's the name of the book? I yeah. Um, and I said, I'm right down the middle with a five. So, so it's a five. Have we ever had a five yeah, five? Yeah. All right. What do we do with those? Uh, it's neither. No man's land. It, it's kind of a, it's a meh classic. Oh, a meh. Yeah. Hey, we haven't had a meh in a long time. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't able to give you like a good book this week, but at least I didn't give you a stinker. Yeah. I mean, we consider a five and up a classic. Exactly. So it is a meh classic. All right. Letters time. Okay, so uh, the first one is not actually a letter. It is uh, coming off a conversation I had a friend with a friend of mine who will remain nameless, but I will just say is an author. And they were telling me how happy they were that we had done I'll Fix Anthony because they've always been a big fan. But then they write and they say how wrong we are and how much they hate us and all, all the bad things. No, they hadn't listened to it yet. Uh... Betsy, I'm obsessed with I'll Fix Anthony. Cannot wait to listen. 
Also, please tell me the initial illustration with the Indian headdress was removed. What? And I went voice of And thankfully, they had a copy on hand. Please, if you will, compare and contrast the original cover with the one that's in the book. So on the publication page of I'll Fix Anthony, there is an image of... It's the title page. It's the title page of the um, of the hero of on the, a horse. The little brother on a horse yeah. chasing Anthony. Right. Now, things we didn't notice when we read this book is how weird it is that the brother is raising one hand in what looks like a power salute of some sort. Well, it's um, kind of like one of those like, ah, I'm gonna I get guess you. it could be that, but yeah, yeah it's kind of like a fisty thing. Yeah. Um, what we did not know was that in the original edition, there was a full on, and I had noticed how his clothes kind of looked. I thought they were sort of like. It looks like he's wearing like either a cape or a poncho. I thought it was a poncho. I thought it was like a, like a Mexican poncho. I was like, well, that's kind of a weird choice, but you know, but whatever. But he's wearing a Native American headdress. Quote unquote. Yeah, Head, yeah, with like 20 feathers and in, then he's got a like a spear and That's, a spear. It's what's in the closed fist, uh, which Yikes. they very wisely removed. It does, um, I mean, it's not like it was going to help it be a classic. But uh, I was I was able to tell them uh yeah, no, that doesn't. So I'll put that. I don't know. I think I might actually put that in the show notes of I'll Fix Anthony just so because it doesn't not really pertinent for the book that we're doing today yeah excellent the next one is from Erin so she she was asking us permission for something she says I'm on a team for my library that is planning literacy book author programming and we foresee sticking online of to online events for a while to come so trying to keep thinking creatively about how to connect with kids and families my brilliant colleague is also a fan of the podcast Aww. after I mentioned it in a meeting last year and was just wondering to me about borrowing your format to do a maybe monthly online family program. Read a picture book. We do it together. Share a little background info. Talk about what we noticed. Vote on it. Would you have a problem with us riffing off of what you've created in this way? The idea of encouraging evaluative skills and critical conversations is highly enticing. That's nice. Isn't that nice? I said we were highly flattered. I, I didn't mean to put words in your mouth, but I figured that's very flattering. I mean, as long as they make every single person listen to our podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> as I told her. Well, no, I, but I did ask her to tell us uh, what it was that it was going to be called because I wouldn't mind listening to that once in a while. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's flattering. Isn't it though? Library programming based on this very show weird i know now they just need a chick with a mohawk and some spikes and who's uh, to say they don't oh that'd be cool that would be cool that oh betsy kate cosplay it's coming <laughs> it's coming right if you and your friend want to do betsy kate cosplay <laughs> send us the images at fusekate at gmail.com grown-up things we like so I was having a hard time thinking of what I wanted to do this week and then without even realizing it I was like I'm gonna steal a book from uh from betsy or steal a page from your book you always do podcasts i do i'm gonna do a podcast what it's kind of cheating though because it's based on something that i've kind of recommended in the past <laughs> which is um bailey syrian's youtube series where she does murder mystery and makeup mondays oh yes it was very fun she has a podcast it, it's called dark history um you can either listen to it 
uh, you know, where you listen to podcasts, or you can watch it on YouTube the following day. So she releases the podcast on Wednesdays, and then she has a video of her doing the podcast on Thursdays, but you can actually see like images and um, different things that she talks about. So she doesn't do makeup like she does on her Murder Mystery and Makeup Monday series, but she does deep dive into certain historical topics that I didn't know about. Like she goes into like the Zoot Suit Riots. Oh, um, yeah. The Rosewood Massacre, which I had never heard about, um, or just how awful Andrew Jackson was. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So if you like learning about things that they didn't teach you in history class, I highly recommend checking out uh, the Dark History Podcast with Bailey Sarian. Well, that sounds awesome. Very much in the same vein. If you're going to do a podcast, then I'm going to do a TV show. And in fact, I'm going to do a TV show that you already recommended. Oh, what's that? Is that the sound of a choo-choo train? The choo-choo train? It's because I'm getting on the Ted Lasso train. Finally. I know. Man, that's a bingeable show. Oh, yeah. You just dive right in. It's like eating, well, it's like eating those cookies he makes. It's just, you just pop them in your mouth, one after another after another. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He even makes a mustache work, which is very hard work sometimes, I yes. must say. Yeah, and, they have uh, a- yeah. Season two is out right now, and it's it's very hard to wait every Friday for the new episode to come oh, out. Yeah. It is really hard to write a decent guy as a hero, because decent guys are boring guys. It's much easier to do a guy who makes meth on the side, <laughs> or, you know, a terrible agent or something. But, but this is just a, a swell guy who... Everybody just ends up liking, I assume. It, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard not to like him. It's really hard not to like him. And boy, do people try. They do try. <laughs> they try so hard, but they can't do it quite. So, yep, that's me, Ted Lasso. Two thumbs up. Very I'm cool. not original at all. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Someone's going to listen to this episode, like, in the future, and then and then by then, no one may remember Ted Lasso, so. And then in two weeks, you're going to do my other recommendation, which was Schmigadoon, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, that's true. I got to find a way to get that too. So, yes, I have every intention of doing Schmigadoon. We've been listening to the music like in the car from Schmigadoon. Like every time they release a new episode, we'll listen to the music. It's very catchy. Oh, I bet it. Well, considering the cast they have, I I do not doubt it. Yeah, lots of uh, Tony Award nominees and winners all throughout the show. Because Broadway's closed and what else they got to do? Yeah, it probably pays better. It undoubtedly pays better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and speaking of being paid better... What? <laughs> I've been Betsy. What? Okay, well, I wasn't sure how to end it, but it sure... No, I could always be paid better. Okay. Who can't, Kate? Can't I, we all yeah, okay. be paid better? I'm, I'm Kate, and I'm gonna go. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's Kate. I'm Betsy. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our substitute teacher is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Burke.